Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends. It is Tuesday, November 2. I'm Dwight Beal, and I'm here again with Brad Koning. Thanks for joining us again, Brad. You got it. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, I guess. <laughs> right. Depending when you're listening. <laughs> Sounds like the Truman Show. Yeah. Hey, Brad, tell us a little of your God story. How and when did Jesus become real to you in your life journey? Yeah, I grew up in the church. I grew up going to Christian schools. So I was very familiar with all the stories about God and Jesus. Sure. I've had a long relationship with him, but mm-hmm. um, I think the realness of mm-hmm. Jesus in my life, I'm not one of those guys. I don't have a date, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it happened probably in the early 2000s. And we used to go on some little trips, I guess, with uh, other middle and high school leaders. Jill and I helped with youth group back in the day when we first started. Uh Um, And in one of those trips, we'd gone up to Matt's parents' house and Scott Davis came with us and he was kind of leading the weekend. Uh And he had us go through a really meditative exercise. And in that, I I definitely had a very clear vision because I actually remember it to this day, a very clear vision of walking basically through a field and there was a fire and Jesus was sitting there and I can remember his face. Um, and the weird part we were watching, I don't know, we were watching this movie a while back of this girl who had died, but came back. And I think it's a true story. And she had, uh, drew a picture of Jesus. And it's like, I saw the picture and I'm like, that's, nearly the same image that I have in my mind of that vision. Yeah. But I remember in that vision, just sitting down and Jesus just saying, I love you. And that changed everything. Wow. Just really made everything much more real. I don't know how to explain it other than, and definitely opened kind of a door to uh, some more prophetic and, apostolic i think giftings that i that i have uh-huh but yeah that's really when things changed and became more real for me that is so cool that is really unique experience i'm a little jealous <laughs> <laughs> i i've heard of you know a few others who have had visions you know and encounters with jesus and i know it's fairly common i have yet to experience something like that. So you are blessed. That was very cool. Thank you. Well, let's jump into today's <laughs> Bible reading. Let's do it. I'm going to ask you to read Brad out of Ruth chapter three, verses one to five. And then we're going to jump forward to chapter four, verses 13 to 17. So go ahead and take us in. All right. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. 
Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Thanks. Yeah. So what stands out in this passage? I was going to ask you that. (laughs) You were? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to say, this passage kind of left me a little unsure. <laughs> okay. So since I had the I had the uh, the blessing of having some time with it, I definitely had to read the backstory a little bit and understand, mm-hmm. remind myself and understand this whole story. Yeah. Um, definitely, I think I don't know if one thing really stood out to me. Yeah. Honestly, for me, it was a little strange, but I know this whole thing that Ruth did probably has, maybe that stood out to you or some others. But when I went and read the other thing, you know, where Naomi's husband had died and her two sons had died and left her with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, and then her other daughter-in-law, you had three women in a culture that was obviously very male-orientated. This is a huge story of redemption and God taking a really difficult situation and kind of making it new, bringing about a new family. And that, I think, is really what what kind of got me in it all. Hmm. How about you? Yeah. No, I really appreciate that background. I think you're absolutely right. You know, these three women, Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws, were in that culture extremely vulnerable, right? Like if you're if you're a woman of marriage age and you're not married, it's just it's not an easy life. So so much of uh, the protection of women came through those family and marriage relationships. So there's this interesting term in there that isn't common to us. In your translation, Brad, it was guardian redeemer. Mm-hmm. Naomi referred to Boaz as their guardian redeemer. And in my translation, the NIV, it says his, her kinsman redeemer. So basically that, that means that in their culture, men like Boaz took responsibility for protecting the interests of needy members of their extended family. So if they, if they had a cousin or, or an aunt or a sister-in-law, you know, who lost lost a spouse or if they were sick or if they were poor, a kinsman redeemer had the responsibility of bringing redemption or helping. So apparently Boaz was an extended relative yes. or, or, of, or of Ruth's. So 
Naomi realized that and was like, hey, this is our in. <laughs> um, he's, he's your kinsman redeemer. So per- perfume on and go to the front of his bed and basically propose. Yeah. You know, she's telling her daughter-in-law to go propose to a man. Things that she was told to do, uncover his feet and then spread the corner of his garment over. You know, we're like, what is she doing? Yes. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that you or anybody would be like, yeah, I'm not sure what to get out of this. But culturally speaking, that that was a marriage proposal or a request for marriage. That's um, really great insight. It's a pretty bold move, right? For mm-hmm. this young single girl to show up on this threshing floor where her boss was sleeping. And I thought it was pretty cool at the end, just a reminder of who Ruth is in that whole lineage. She's like David's grandma. She'd be great grandma, but that's okay. No, I think you're right. She's David's great grandma. So who proposed to who, Brad? You to Jill or Jill to you? Uh, I proposed to Jill. Good man. Was she expecting it? Uh, Pretty much. I mean, for the most part. Maybe not that day, but we'd talked enough, right? Right. For us, college was ending kind of had it was kind of that point of making your next life step so mm-hmm. so would you have been surprised if she would have showed up at the foot of your bed one night and um and was like completely unbeknownst to you she like took your covers and uncovered your feet <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if that would be an attracting thing or a detracting thing but uh yeah i would have been surprised <laughs> You might have gotten a foot to the face or something. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It's hard to put ourselves in their shoes, right? Because culturally it was so different. Back when I used to lead worship at Hope College, there was a student who was on the worship team that I led. She was, you know, 19 years old and she was starting to date at Hope. And she said, my mama told me, you don't need a bozo. You need a Boaz. <laughs> 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 I thought about that as I was reading through this. But reason being, I mean, Boaz he was probably a middle-aged guy. Mm-hmm. He was a guy who owned a business and he had lots of employees and he had some servant girls. And it looked like he was a very kind, generous person. Yeah. So when Ruth shows up and just starts gleaning, you know, around the fringes, he notices her and he says to his other servant girls, hey, take care of her. Make sure that she has everything she needs. Mm-hmm. So I love the kind of the character development. Yeah. And I, I appreciate, and maybe again, it's obviously some of it sounds strange to me, but there's a, there's definitely a level of prophetic out of Naomi, you know, mm-hmm. asking Ruth to go do this and trusting, you know, that whatever she's hearing from God and mm-hmm. getting to do is going to be all right. And even though some of it seems strange um, or scary, maybe in that culture, like she did it and everything worked. Right. God's plan was filled. And yep. how often is that? Like, you know, we hear weird things from God and we don't know if we should do it or we're mm-hmm. too embarrassed to do it or scared or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a level of weirdness with God. I think maybe Maybe he's a little bit of a comic. 
<laughs> Maybe he's got a little personality there just to kind of push us, right? Right. We'll see. No, I, I can buy into that. I mean, God's got to have the best sense of humor of anyone we could ever imagine, right? Yeah. Because he invented humor. So I love that, that you sort of read humor into this. Well, we've probably exhausted this for the moment. I think so. so <laughs> is there a blessing that you could speak over our listeners today? Sure. For anybody listening, and it, it probably encompasses all of us, um, if you have er- any area of your life that uh, you are experiencing um, brokenness, may you just receive God's blessing of restoration today. May you see progress in that area. May you experience mending. Amen. Thanks, Brad. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.